What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. My name is Matt Hensley, and I'm joined by Dr. Kyle, non-alcoholic beer man. And if you are looking for a Christ-centered, scripture-driven, and student-focused undergraduate education, then look no further than Texas Baptist College in Fort Worth, Texas. TBC is dedicated to providing trustworthy Christian higher education to undergraduate students, no matter where God is calling them. And on October 21st, you have the opportunity to explore everything they have to offer at their fall preview day. Students and parents are invited to tour the campus, talk to the faculty, explore degree offerings, and meet fellow students. And so let Texas Baptist College help you find your calling. Fall preview day is free, so get registered today at texasbaptist.com forward slash preview comma and kyle comma i have a question yeah are you, what's still, up? are you still in quarantine no i'm out as of as of today um so yeah so for, for those of you who maybe haven't seen um on sunday uh, my well on saturday my wife started feeling bad and um so she took a test on Saturday, she was negative. Sunday she woke up feeling better, but I was supposed to go preach. And so I said, you know what, just to be safe. Because we, we've known some people who like felt bad, tested negative one day, tested positive the next day before they like went somewhere. So I was like, just to be safe, why don't you, why don't you take another test? Um, and so she wound up positive on Sunday. So um, had to call in a backup preacher and had to cancel a trip to Atlanta this week. But I, despite being around my wife and who, who I know tested positive, our daughter who probably had it based on just kind of how she was feeling, um, despite being around them 24 seven for five, six days, um, I tested negative. So I am, I am out of quarantine as of today. We're recording Thursday morning. I am out freedom congratulations i'm glad that you did not go as patient zero yes yes. i did not infect anyone this time this time is the operative word there uh but do you know you know you know i I was bummed i was i was bummed that i had to miss our meeting in atlanta this week until yesterday when it ended and i shut my computer and i walked to my back porch instead of having to go to the Atlanta airport. <laughs> that was uh, that was the only time that I was like, this is okay. This is all right. There are perks to it. Yes. But, uh, but Kyle, if I'm looking at the calendar correctly, we are like today, you know, on the fourth, this will go live on the fifth and uh and be live on the ninth. Do you know what happened August 9th, two thousand and nineteen? That is when we released Replanting Rural Churches. It is the greatest book ever written yes. after the Holy Bible. That's right. There you go. It's certainly the shortest book that was ever written after this. No, because I have a few other ones that we <laughs> can't get out, got, got out. At the, at the time. At the time, it was the shortest book ever written. At the time, the shortest book ever written. And uh, like, it's even shorter than I think some of those, a book you'll actually read, uh, series that came out a while back that were meant to be really short booklets. I think it was shorter than that. Also had more typos, I'm sure as well. Uh, but it is, uh, it's neat to see how it 
had encouraged people, how it is encouraging people, and I believe how it will continue to encourage pastors. I know uh, a few courses that use it and, and different seminars that use it. Obviously, some conventions picked it up and, uh, and many pastors pick it up. And so if you picked it up, this is our thank you uh, for paying for our daughters and children uh, having braces and all of that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> yes. We appreciate your generosity there. It is still available. Uh, on Amazon and really wherever books are sold, replanting rural churches. And I think right now, last I looked, it was down like 30 something percent and uh, like six or so bucks that you can get it on Amazon. And so feel free to pick that up. We'll put it in the show notes. And if you've already picked it up, maybe get it for a pastor friend that you know is about to start at his church, because whether they're in a rural church, whether they're in a city church, whether it's really a replanting situation or not, there's a lot of principles in that book, namely four of them, uh, that will help them thrive in their ministry context wherever they are. And of course, we took the preach, pray, love, and stay approach and alliterated it because we were true Southern Baptists. And so we had preaching, praying, passion, and perseverance. Woo-wee! That's right. That was, mm. that was nice. That was nice. So yeah, pick that up. We're we're really thrilled that it's still out there and we didn't get canceled from it. So Yes, that's right. Hasn't not 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 yet. Hasn't been pulled off the shelves and <laughs> still, also, still available. I also will take this moment to publicly apologize to how much I roasted you over us publishing that, particularly about the perseverance side and staying. And then you left and went to Nam. Almost immediately, well, you know, shortly thereafter, I gave you a hard time for that, Kyle. And then a year later, I was yeah. gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you. Thank, thanks for that long overdue. Now, for the record, it was almost two years after we published the book. Uh, we don't have to get into the, those details. <laughs> we're going to tell people it's two weeks after we told everybody to okay. we were gone, and a year later, no. Uh, we're, we're grateful for the opportunity to write it. And, uh, and I think we have some things in the works to be looking for. And, yep. uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. Uh, we are talking about Calvinism. Just kidding. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> we, we're talking about, Hey, Hey, pastor, pastor, chill, calm down and just preach the word. Y'all had an article that came out from Andy Addis, I believe, on the Replant blog. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what he was talking about there. And, uh, you know, you can sign on to Twitter to know on any given day. Today, the Lord's Day, August 4th, 2000, or Day of the Lord, uh, August 4th, 2022. You can find out exactly what you're supposed to be mad about, angry about, talking about, preaching about. And then tomorrow, it will change. Uh, And then the next day, it will change. And I remember college where the arguments swirled around free will and determinism and predestination and free agency of man and all the different isms of this world and obviously some of the end times talks and all of that kind of stuff. We remember those conversations and we still have those conversations and those conversations are worthwhile. But when it comes to Sunday, when it comes to Sunday in the time to preach the word, this call to calm down, chill out, take a breath, and just preach the word. And he kind of based this off of a passage that he came across in Romans, Romans eleven twenty, that he says, so do not become proud, but fear. 
And he's talking about how Paul was speaking to Gentiles and the vine that, uh, you know, is the kingdom of God, that he was warning them instead of thinking so much about themselves that they need to remember that broken off branches don't do anything on their own. We are grafted, engrafted into Christ and his family, and it is about him. Only the gardener can save us from the brush pile, if you will. And so instead of arrogance, then, you know, thinking we have it all together, we have it all figured out and all of that. We need to tremble. And so he offers this same advice. So Kyle, talk to us about that and those that are listening in. Of course, we've got pastors, many pastors and, you know, lay leaders, of course, too. But uh, give us some of this advice in in your words. Yeah. So, you know, I've I've heard it said that um, preaching is like giving birth every Sunday only to wake up on Monday to realize that you're pregnant again. Right. So I, I don't know who first said it, but that's a pretty good that's a pretty good analogy. And we, oh, we've I talked about this. You. I want to pause you and say that I identify as a male. I'm not <laughs> I don't intend to become pregnant. So I just want to point that it's, out. It's, yes, let's let's not take that analogy to a full blown conclusion. <laughs> we can but and and I don't know who, who came up with that, but I think it is pretty it, it's it's a good metaphor because um, every week there's a deadline and I know we've talked about this before, but, but I think it's important at this point to, to, to just remind ourselves every single Monday morning, when you get into the office, Sunday is coming and every pastor that I know feels that pressure. And especially, you know, you mentioned, uh, social media and kind of the, the proclivity that, that we can sometimes feel there to be angry about the next whatever the whatever the hot button issue of the of the week is um, but but also I think for me there comes a pressure to pull off this perfectly polished service like the church down the street the church in the next town over your buddy on Instagram um, whoever and, and so we we can begin to get into this unreal these unrealistic expectations that if we don't pull off the the perfect service if if everything doesn't just click the way it's supposed to and if we're not right within our time allotment then we somehow failed and and I think what Andy's trying to do in this article is just remove some of that pressure that the holy spirit is not um is not dependent upon your video playing exactly where it's supposed to play. He's not dependent upon, you know, at um, 11.23, the worship leader says, amen, and you step into the, the spotlight on the stage. Like, but it, we don't have to worry about it being that polished all the time. Instead, I think what, what he's trying to get at is to take the pressure off of pulling off this wonderful service and focus on, faithfully proclaiming the word week in and week out. Yeah. And, and I think, and let me also say, I, I've never really been a, a topical guy. So I'm going to speak a little bit from ignorance here. Uh, but this also, in my opinion, is one, you know, again, without, you know, having that other experience, this is something that I think is helpful when it comes to preaching verse by verse through, through books of the Bible. Uh, because if I was thinking that, you know, this was the sermon that I had, the only sermon that I have in, in just the main text, the greatest text ever, all this kind of stuff. And it's just 
Leviticus 25, like I had, uh, you know, a couple of weeks at First Baptist Farmersville, which I was very grateful it was Leviticus 25 and not, you know, not like 15. Yeah, <laughs> mission or something like that. But I got the year of Jubilee. And uh, and so it helped me to remember that we had covered 24 chapters and then we've still got more to to come. And so this was only one day. Of all of these. And yes, we want to seize every opportunity, make the most of every opportunity, make sure that we're faithful to the word and every opportunity, all of that kind of stuff. But but also take a time to realize that, yes, we need to seize the day, all of that kind of stuff and, and realize that we could pass away, we could be fired, all of those kinds of things. But view this as the long game. And so each and every Sunday, yes, we're trying to be faithful. Yes, we want to preach the best sermon, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but every sermon is not going to be a home run. And uh, and even, you know, teams that hit a couple of home runs in a row, if the other team is just singling and doubling and playing that small ball well uh, for the entire game, they're very likely to win, even if you got two or three home runs. And so when you view that whole, you know, Romans or that whole of Leviticus and you see that as this massive, let's just call it for the metaphor purposes, a game, and that's the whole season and all of that kind of stuff. Each of those sermons is one of your games, and you're going up there just to be faithful, to just win, and just be faithful yeah. with the text and so forth, and not feel like you've got to fix everything and do everything in one sermon, because there's another one to come. And you had one last week, and uh, and this was something that I struggled with as a youth pastor, because I would get those opportunities to preach, and that was my chance to fix everything in the pastor's doctrine. And and cover everything that I wanted to cover, and uh, and I didn't need to do that. And uh, I had to realize that those were the Sundays. It was the Lord's Day, our chance to worship. I was given a text. I had a text, and I was there to preach the text, not fix years of this or that, or or prepare us for years of this or that. And, uh, and so I think that allowed me to kind of calm down and just be faithful with the text that I had that particular Sunday. Kyle. Yeah, you know, so a while back, it's it's been a couple of years, but we covered an article from Joe McKeever, and it was like the top 10 things pastors shouldn't say from the pulpit. And one of them was, you know, oh, I just haven't had time to prepare as well this week. And, and I agree with that. I don't think you want to start off, and I don't think you want to just tell your people, hey, I didn't really study this week. But I do think it's okay to let your folks know, like, if it's just been a wild week, and, you know, and things aren't like clicking in, in the service or whatever, I, I think that's okay to acknowledge. And so uh, this last Sunday, um, uh, we, we had one of those in our church. So our, our pastor began his sabbatical. He's on a six-week sabbatical. Um, and I was supposed to preach for the, the, the first Sunday to kick it off. Well, um, throughout the week, we started hearing about more and more people that were that were testing positive with COVID. And I mean, they were just dropping like flies. So um our youth pastor, who is who is kind of the the permanent backup for, the, for these six weeks, um, he he was out for he tested positive. Um, and I, you know, I went okay, it's fine. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll be there. It, it's all good. And then, as I mentioned, Michelle tested positive on Sunday morning, and so um, of our normally full four uh, ministerial staff, our children's minister was the only one who was there on Sunday morning. And, uh, and and I loved how she handled that when she did the announcements at the beginning because she just stood up and she was like, "Look, folks, here's here's the deal. Like, it, 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 things have gone <laughs> terribly wrong." And and her husband, who's one of our deacons, filled in and preached and just did a fantastic job 
but but I think there was just there was kind of a, an exhale when when she just got up and, and kind of acknowledged this elephant in the room. Hey, we this is not a Sunday where we have it all together. You're going to see kind of some <laughs> a little bit of confusion here and there because things fell apart at the last minute, and and yet um, God moved. The worship was powerful. The the sermon was fantastic. Um, her husband Toby preached from Second uh, Timothy two two about passing the faith and and leadership on to the next generation, um, and and God was glorified even in the middle of you know this kind of chaotic mess that that happened at the last minute. And and I think it's okay to acknowledge that because then we get to turn the attention to the Lord and say even when our plans fall apart completely. God's still glorified, and He doesn't need everything to click in order to move in the middle of a service. And that should, as as Andy mentioned in the article, that should take the pressure off of us, so that, as he mentioned in the title, we can calm down and just preach, calm down, proclaim the word, point people to who Jesus is, point people to the greatness of God, and help them see that even in the middle of the mess, God is still good; He's still at work in their lives. Yeah, I think the funniest moment uh, at um, First Baptist Farmersville was when I was preaching and I had to do the announcements and I walked up and I said, you, you I know it could be hard to tell, uh, but I am not Bart Barber. And uh, and so there's a lot of laughs, all of that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, it's just, you know, we, as he said, it's important to uh, resist that urge that we have to to make the people that are there, whether they're visitors, you know, you want to put on a good first impression, all that kind of stuff. And all of that is fine. But the urge to pull off something that is just so great and so wonderful and so perfect yeah. that you have the best church since the Apostle Paul retired, the best worship band in the universe since, I don't know, uh, Casting Crowns, that's the first one that came to mind, that you're the best preacher since Adrian Rogers. Uh, you're none of those things. Your church is not, you know, all of that, you know, so we need to remember that and just aim, like we've said many times on this show, to be faithful in that long obedience in the same direction that Eugene Peterson talks about and wrote about so well is what is key. Uh, because if you're just breaking your back every week to just put off, pull off the greatest show on turf what what was that was that the thing that the st louis rams i think did for a while when they were that's the right greatest yeah. show on turf like if you're trying to do the greatest show on turf week in and week out you're going to burn out or flame out be faithful yeah. with the little things small things know when you don't have your a game on and uh and and so forth and just aim for for faithfulness and uh, because i we have that in every other area of our life. You know, we want our days, you know, with our kids to be great. And then there's days I've got teenagers at home that they wake up and they're wearing that moody college shirt. And I'm like, that's not the college. That's a moody teenager in front of me. You know, it's like, you know, got a sign that says I'm moody today. And so there's days like that, that that kind of has to change some of our plans or, or whatever, or you have a great vacation planned or, or some kind of event planned and you realize you've got COVID or one of your kids is sick or something like that, that you're used to that kind of stuff in every other area of your life. And so the church is not going to be immune to that. You're going to lose your sound guy. You're going to lose your greeters one day. The, you know, the printer machine, if you're still doing bulletins, it's going to break and you're not going to have the, you know, the bulletins ready or, 
you know, we, we all know this, the, you know, the slides don't get turned on time or something like that. That's not the time to, to gripe and nitpick all of that kind of stuff. It's just part of it. Be faithful in the small things, in the big things, and trust God with the results. And as he said, may he increase and we decrease. And uh, that we can't just look at our worship services and say, look how great Matt is, or look how great Kyle is, because then nobody's saying that. Uh, but look how great God is. And, and so that needs to be our aim. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, just be encouraged. Um, you know, so even even as you're listening to this, preparing for Sunday, um, you know, something's going to go wrong. Just, just assume something's going to go wrong in your sermon. Don't stress out about it. Um, and even, you know, I've, I, I've always been one kind of like you, Matt. Like if something just went like terribly wrong, acknowledge it like everybody everybody's already there and if you just acknowledge it like that kind of takes all the anxiety out of the room and and even allows a little humor to come in and and that's that's a really good way just to decompress and um and then use that to say you know to, to point people back to to jesus who works even in the middle of mistakes yeah Awesome, man. Well, I love you. I'm glad you didn't catch COVID, and I'm glad you didn't give it to anybody. And yes, and uh, and and I will be praying and ask you all to pray. I know that you know this is one of those things that it's difficult. It's a season that we're going to be with for a while, and and you know, like flu, colds, all that kind of stuff. It takes some of our great leaders out at times, and so we've got to you know transition and get people into various roles. And your church is probably dealing with the exact same thing that Kyle's did, and trying to fit those different spots together and make sure everything happens on Sunday. Uh, but at the end of the day, get the song sung, the prayers prayed, and the sermon preached, and, uh, and and just aim to glorify God and be faithful. And that faithfulness might be a sacrifice fly, uh, might be a single, and who knows? It might be a walk-off home run, and the rapture happens, and we go to glory. Who knows? <laughs> so, Kyle, send us out before I say something more heretical. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening today. And until next time, may your copy be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people?